Hello, Star Wars fans and Move Milkers everywhere. Welcome to our first edition of Ahsoka Reactions, Reviews, whatever. We're recording this the night that the first two episodes, Master and Apprentice and Toil and Trouble, came out. When are these coming out for everybody to listen to? Nobody knows. Yeah, You have to find the map to the other universe to find these. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, it's the future. And hey, remember the first two episodes of Ahsoka? <laughs> Those were great, right? It was only 14 months ago. <laughs> we were so younger then. So full of life. So naive. So, the first two episodes, Master and Apprentice, Toll and Trouble. Gabe, what are your first impressions? We, it's all new. It's all fresh. What, how are you feeling about Ahsoka? It was, a, it was a weird feeling tonight because it's like, it's new Star Wars, which is always a weird feeling. And then, like, it being at night... Like, I'm so used to it. It's like, it's crazy to think that it's literally been years that we've been watching new Star Wars, like, first thing in the morning. So, like, it being nighttime and there being, like, other people up in the house, like, I kept getting interrupted by people needing stuff. And it was just like, oh, this is very different. But, yeah, I like the show. I think it's, um, it seems like a show that's kind of taking its time to get going. And I'm looking forward to watching these episodes again because it is kind of that the first time through it's hard to really i don't even know if i know what i watched other than than you know glimpses of of things and, and and feelings and yeah so i'm liking it i don't know that i'm going nuts yet cuz it's very it feels like a very chill show like it's not it doesn't feel like faster and more intense star wars it's kind of like chill out and relax star wars which is a little different at first, what you were saying with like watching it at night versus like the four years we've had of watching Star Wars TV at five a.m. It was it was kind of exciting because it almost felt like I was going to a Star Wars movie at night where I was just like, "All right, everybody, got to get everything taken care of. Everybody, go. Everybody, get in your places. Leave me alone." You know, and like, <laughs> and it was kind of you know, it was like, "All right, I got. I'm on the couch. Everything's set." I don't know. How am I going to sit? Do I sit like this when I watch it? How do I move? You know, <laughs> it, was, it was exciting. It was just really versus like the 5 a.m. where it's like throwing water on your face and coffee down your pants to <laughs> try and stay to wake yourself up sneaking around in the dark. In, in, the, in this, the four years of this new era of Star Wars TV, we haven't really had a show like this before. And in that way, I'm kind of into it. It's like you can't say it's like, oh, this is like the Mandalorian, or oh, this is more like Andor, or oh, this is whatever, whatever the heck Book of Boba was like. Every everything is a little bit different, including this show. And it, yeah, it has a different kind of pace to it that I though I was I was into it. I'm like, this is like a show made by Qui-Gon Jinn. This is like <laughs> this is like a Jedi show. And it's cool because it's called Ahsoka and I, you know Dave Filoni kind of is, you know, he's like a Jedi. And it's like it, this is like a Jedi show. This is like listening to a Jedi tell a story almost. This is like Ahsoka the show in every way shape or form. And it's like this is so neat because it's like we're seeing Jedi do 
neat Jedi stuff. And it's kind of like, what's going on with, with Ahsoka? Like where, what is she doing? And like night sister doing night sister magic. And like, what the heck are these two former Jedi Balin skull and shin hottie? What the heck is up with them? I was just like, not really knowing what's going on. And it's kind of neat where it's, New stuff where you don't know what's going on, right side by side with the continuing Rebel story, which is just bonkers. That live action Ezra Bridger, like seriously, when that hologram, even though it's been in the trailers, when that hologram of Ezra came on, I was like, I cannot believe this. And like live action Chopper, I was, again, this is bonkers. This is just crazy that this is real. It's really happening. But yeah, I was into it with the mix of old and new, and I like the pace of it. Like, I heard people comparing it to almost kind of New Hope-ish in a way. You know, New Hope is faster, more intense, but New Hope does have more kind of long scenes of people talking than maybe any other Star Wars movie. Or, and also kind of Phantom menace in a weird way. Oh yeah, it's definitely... Well, that's... <laughs> I guess the fun, the fun thing with Dave Filoni is like he's very influenced by the prequels, which most directors aren't. <laughs> so there's like the, that prequelness to everything that is just kind of wild to be, you know, twenty years later. Like there's still kind of like that chewing on the George Lucas Bean style stuff. But yeah, I don't know. For me, it felt a little slow, but also it could just be I'm just getting used to it, right? Because it's not Mandalorian; it's different. And it also is kind of maybe reminding me a little of kind of with Kenobi where there's definitely, it's a long story that's kind of building up over the episodes as opposed to Mando where it's like each episode is kind of self-contained where these really aren't self-contained. So it's kind of getting back into that mode of like, oh man, I kind of have to really wait till next week to know what's going on. Yeah, I get that. I, it, and, it, and it is where it's, it's it's clearly it's one big story and it's a lot of people saying names of planets and stuff that aren't right away familiar and you're kind of like wait wait what what are you talking about yeah which that was that was me tonight i was like so many times i'm like i don't even know what they just said i have no <laughs> idea what they just said was it a person was it a planet were they just like mumbling i don't know i'm so used to yeah like you know oh i know what they're talking about right it's like this is new stuff yeah. Which I was like, this is cool. This is neat. This is a different thing. This, I don't even know. I like. I don't know what's going on. There's Chopper and there's Hera, and they went to Corellia, and it's cool. And it's I don't know what's going on. There's droids with capes. I don't know. <laughs> well, and that's one thing I am loving with this show is it's like droid crazy. Like having uh, man, I can't ever remember how to say. It. Is it just Huang? How, how do you say the old droids, Dave? Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Yang. Hugh Yang, right? Yeah, because they kept saying his name, and I was like, what are they talking about? I'm like, oh, wait, that's the droid from Clone Wars. The fact that he's like in this so much, and he's just like a big goofy droid, and then there's 2NB, and there's all the assassin droids, and 2NB's feet. Hold up. <laughs> Sir, it will take quite a while to evacuate the T-47. Hold up. I 
almost died with two one B's feet because we did a whole episode a while back. Two one B, two one B, my Valentine, and we spent a lot of time talking about two one B's feet, and this went full Kenner '80s action figure with two one B's feet because it's always been a controversial thing. What's going on with two one B's feet? It was the little suction cup pad feet for two one B, the two one the, the the medical droid, and I was just I I just about fell out of my seat. I kept waiting for two one B to talk though, and he didn't. I think that was my only my only disappointment is he didn't talk. I wanted I wanted him to say something. Take care, Sabine. It was so close. He was too busy. There was a literally a hole in Sabine's body. He was just like, "There's no time to talk." <laughs> For a second, I thought she was going to have robo guts, like uh, <laughs> like the mods. But I was like, "Okay, all right." This is. This is a this is a more civilized planet where they just do regular surgery. They don't have robo guts. Robert Rodriguez is sitting somewhere watching this show right now, being like, "Should have been robot guts." Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. The two one B feet almost killed me. The other thing that almost killed me right away in the beginning, the everyone wearing Medine clothes, just so much Medine clothes. Like, was was General May was Crix Medine such a big deal after the Battle of Endor, where everyone was just like, that dude had the fashion, and the fashion won the won the Battle of Endor, so everybody's got dressed like Crix Medine, and then the Captain dude is sitting in the Crix Medine floating chair in the beginning, and Filoni just shows that floating chair. Yeah, no. It's almost like how in 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 our world there's like the store where you buy like uniforms and there's like the uniform store and there's like hey, this is what nurses wear. And somewhere in Star Wars there's the like New Republic store you just go and it's just racks and racks of the of the Maydean outfit. But I, I was just like, this is nuts. Because Tim Meadows was kind of wearing it a little bit in Mando Season 3, and that was cool. But this one went full Nadine with it. Maybe it was the, the, the chair, the big chair, too. I don't know. We, we haven't seen a room full of people wearing it all at the same time, right? Like that's It was like walking around the corner in uh, L.A. and seeing all the indies next to each other. Like You're just not used to seeing them all next to each other. One or two at a time is okay. Yeah, and the whole first episode to the when they were flying into home one, I was like, "Well, we're really doing this. We're going to home one." There's the Akbar guy on home one where he's like, "The defense council is requesting an update on the incident." And I still love that every new Star Wars show, the Mon Calamari's heads get bigger. They just keep getting bigger and bigger, and and they blinked. The one of them blinked at the beginning. Oh my god! I didn't. I didn't see them blink because I think I was paying too much attention to when all like the the rebel security guys or the New Republic security guys come out. They're wearing the helmets with the chin straps, and the Mon Calamari guy doesn't have a chin strap. He doesn't have a chin. <laughs> so it's like, well, they let that slide for him. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. They have you know, they have different physiologies, so they have to make make adjustments. But did did you think about in Master and Apprentice when uh, Balin and Shin come on the ship, how it really kind of is the reverse Phantom Menace? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's totally like the evil, evil Phantom Menace with their sweet hoods. Yeah. Those two are great. Them hanging out with Lizbeth is great. Like, I think. As cool as it is to have the Rebels crew in Ahsoka, it's like I'm really kind of into the 
to the evil the evil folks, the bad dudes in this one. And it, yeah, it makes me sad that uh, what race Stevenson's dead because <laughs> he's like really cool. It is a real, bo- and I like the tribute to him at the end of the first episode. But yeah, it's really disappointing because he is really interesting as a character, especially when you learn he is, you know, he disappeared at the end of the Clone Wars, like they say. And at the end of the second episode where Morgan Lisbeth is just like, well, you got to kill Ahsoka. And he's just like, "Mm, I don't know. There are many Jedi left. I don't know if I really want to kill her. And it's like, okay, this guy isn't, he's not a Sith. He's like a force user and he's, he's almost like the, the reverse Ahsoka. Yeah. I mean, if anything, he, he is exactly Ahsoka other than he's, he's like a mercenary version of Ahsoka where it's like Ahsoka is not a Jedi, but she's, you know, helping the new Republic because she wants to. And he's not a Jedi, but he's just, he's, you know, he's working for her for money because he doesn't care, but yeah, there's like more, seems like there's more to him than that. And, you know, I, I'm a sucker for like, he's like a little bit Obi-Wan and a little bit Qui-Gon, a little bit Count Dooku and giant for some reason. Like he's like wearing a, a prosthetic giant body or something. Cause I don't think right, he was, it was that big. Right. So it's like, we've never had this, like, I guess Kylo Ren was kind of giant, but this is like a different take on just this like Hulk of a, of a Jedi. And everything kind of about him, you could kind of like, well, if this would, if with Ahsoka, if this would have happened, if that would have happened, that could be Ahsoka. But in, in the end, when they're looking at the star map and like Shin says to him, like, well, what does this mean for us? And I'm watching the show and I'm like, yeah, what does it mean for you guys? And he says power, power, like something like power, like you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, interesting. It seems like they have their own. They have their own plan independent of just getting Thrawn back. And I think that's what's like really drawing me into this show. It's like, it's, it's really kind of clever where it is. Yeah. Like the continuation of rebels in every way. It's like, we're going to go find Ezra now. Also. Yeah. All like these new characters are really, really fascinating. And like, right. This, unless you count battle for Endor, the witch in battle for Endor. This is our first live action night sister. Am I right in, I was really racking my brain trying to think. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. And I'm like, man, night sister magic. And she's like, got the ball, the map ball thing. And with the green magic and stuff. And, and they straight up call her a witch. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm thinking of battle for Endor. And I'm like, Oh, she's going to turn into a bird at any moment. Yeah. yeah. Cause the, the scene with, with her in the, in the ball, I was like, man, I don't see any green. And then all of a sudden it comes up from the bottom. Like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm, in, it's like, I'm into it. I'm like, this is weird. I don't know what's going on. And I like that. It's not enough to have the rebels crew back. They have Clancy Brown as his character from rebels. <laughs> and like that, that whole thing where they're like, we're saluting Ezra Bridger. I was just like, this is nuts. Nuts, nuts, nuts. This looks like an episode of Rebels and like Lothal in the background, like live action Lothal. And you know what, too? It made me nostalgic because I was like, Blast Point's year one 
we were like talking about rebels all the time. I'm like for a while we were talking like the early, early days. And I'm like, man, we are back to rebels now. This is so crazy. Yeah. It's been so long that rebels is like the old thing that's getting a sequel. <laughs> and I have to say possibly the highest high point of these two episodes is on Lethal when they're having the ceremony and there's like the Gotal senator dude. Oh my God. Hold up. <laughs> Who looks like he's made out of belly button lint. He's like so amazing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they just went around the, they ran around the, 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 the set and they're like, if anyone's got, you know, lint and your dryer and your belly button, just anywhere you can find it, we need it for this guy's face. <laughs> for this large and in charge Gotal on Lothal. And he's like, Where, where's Sabine? Yeah. <laughs> Sabine, okay. Let's talk about Sabine really quick. You know what? And that's the thing, too. Sabine, I thought, was excellent. I like her the whole introduction of Sabine on her bike with the E-wings and like the rock and roll music playing. The Ky- Kevin Kiner's music is really good, uh, especially, you know, it's like it's cool to have just kind of straight up Star Wars symphonic music again. Because I was like, is that a Star Wars song or is that just like some s- straight up Japanese rock song? <laughs> like, I don't even know what this is, but it's perfect. It's like Zebrock all over again. Yeah. Governor Zadi's looking for you. Oh, yeah? Why's that? Well, you're missing the ceremony. Yep. Well, it's not wrong. All right, look, Commander, I have my orders. I'm going to need you to pull over. Get lost. Can't do that. Uh, it was a great intro for her. Like, if someone's never watched uh, Rebels, who is Sabine Wren? That you know, it was a great intro, and I like Hera and live action. Cho- all the stuff with Chopper on the side of the ship, like going through the drawer, being like, "Here it is," and all that stuff. Just I was like, "Man, this is live action Rebels. This is nuts." I honestly never, ever, 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 ever thought something like this would ever happen. It's kind of surreal. I think that's where it's like I'm still absorbing this, like because like while we're talking now, I'm kind of like jumping back around skimming back and watching the show and it is almost like i can't believe i just watched this like it, it was real <laughs> and it, you know it's so clearly it's dave filoni's baby it's it's like the the mandalorian uh season two episode the jedi that it's almost like the tone of this episode is like the jedi spread out over i don't know the, at least the first two episodes we'll see as different directors come in and things might change who knows but where in mandalorian that episode in season two of mandalorian that episode was like a refreshing change to the usual kind of craziness of the mandalorian but i like i don't know i'm i at least am in so far two episodes it's hard to gauge but 
I, I, I don't know. I like the tone of this show. I like the, the kind of weirdness of it. And maybe that's the thing too. It just feels weird. And to me, like that feeling of this is weird is kind of part of star Wars. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And that's the good thing too, is it's like, I don't feel like I'm watching more Mandalorian that happens to have Ahsoka in it. And I don't feel like I'm watching Andor, and I don't feel like I'm watching Kenobi. Like it, it, it's definitely its own thing. Yeah. It's, it really is. It's rebels part two, which is, yeah, it's still just so crazy. It's like, we got more rebels, but now it's live action. (laughs) And for some reason it has even more robots in it. So robots with capes when the robot like when she comes out of like a little puzzle solving thing which was cool and a, a wild way to st- start the show after the, the reverse phantom menace opening which is literally ahsoka going around and feeling the force with puzzles and stuff i was like this this is crazy yeah it's like why why do all these people in cloaks why are they all holding basketballs <laughs> like it's like the, she's on the the Sith witch basketball planet. It's like this is literally like watching someone play a video game, and you know what? I'm kind of into it. Yeah, it's like it's like a Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, and then she jumps out, and it's like droids with capes, <laughs> and like Ahsoka and the droids with capes are just staring at each other. Yeah, and then they're talking. He's like, "We we we would like the basketball back." <laughs> That's our ball, please. Come on, let's go and play ball. Keep racing, Annie. You're going to be Bug Squad. That's the planet they invented ball on. That's why all their maps were balls. Somebody hit the ball out of of their yard into another galaxy. They got to go find it. They go find the whales. That's the thing, too. Whatever we're watching, it's all leading up to them hanging out with space whales. It has to. They show the whales in the in the credits thing. They show the whales in little drawings. And this is just the beginning of the story, too. Like, who knows? Again, who knows when people are going to be listening to this? I think it's a guarantee now we're going to get more crazy Night Sister magic, which is nuts. We're going to find out more about Balin and Shin, which who knows? Ezra is going to, they teased Ezra. Ezra Bridger is going to come back. What is up with that? Thrawn, what's going on with that? What would, you know? And going off Mandalorian season three, like I love the red crawl in the beginning. And they're talking about like the Imperial factions and stuff. What does happen when Thrawn comes back? Like, what does that mean to the galaxy? Well, and also we can't forget they also there's the mystery of their buddy Marvin or whatever the the uh, Inquisitor. I can't remember what his <laughs> name is. I feel like it's like going go out with with Marvin or whatever they're calling him, and it's like there's this dude, Marty. Yeah, yeah. Who's that Inquisitor dude? They're just hanging out, just hanging out, and it's got something to do with Balin and Shin. Like, what is the deal? There's a lot we don't know. It's cool. I'm into it. It's what is happening. And I feel like also like I want to go back and watch the trailer because like what was the trait was everything in the trailer except for like Balin and Ahsoka's duel. Yeah. Well, there's the shot of Mon Mothma in the trailer. There's Balin and Ahsoka's duel. There's like the one shot of Thrawn's face. But yeah, a lot of it was just in these first two. I like the Sabine being Ahsoka's apprentice thing. And I like that 
old droid dude who I forgot his name again. Hugh <laughs> Yang. Even says, like, basically, Sabine has the least amount of force of any Jedi ever. <laughs> and I like that they're kind of rolling with that, where it's like, everybody barely has the force, so does that even matter, right? Like, I guess you don't have to have the force to be a Jedi, right? Like, or any more than any, everybody in Star Wars has the force. So technically, yeah, anybody can be a Jedi, even if you're not moving things with your mind, which is kind of a cool take on it. Yeah, that the, the force exists in everything, and it's all a matter of you tapping into that ability, you know, and some people are Anakin Skywalker, some people are Kayati Mundi or something, some people are just naturally gift, especially gifted. But it's it's like any skill, if you practice it enough, you you can you can go somewhere with it. And that's and that is a really interesting way to look at it. And I think a lot of people, you know, are like, oh, well, you know, Ray or something is so powerful with the force or, you know, again, Obi-Wan Kenobi or Anakin or Luke or something. The, The force is much bigger and broader than that and isn't isn't quite these these high highs of ability that we've seen in previous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And for all we know, she can't right. do anything, but she doesn't mean she can't train. Right. So, and, exactly. and that's, and that's a really neat concept. When I just kept thinking too, and I was looking at Sabina, I was just like, Oh man, she knows Bo-Katan. She knows everybody. She's, she's been, she, she knows it all. And it's, and it's so neat too. Like, like Hera saying you're a Mandalorian and how much more that means now in 2023 than it did in 2014, 15, whatever, when we were watching Rebels. Yeah, because now it's even like they're even teasing us with Sabine where it's like she's got a Mandalorian helmet, but she's not. She hasn't put it on yet. She's just going to hold it just so you know it's there. I, I just started thinking, like I, again, like the this new era of Star Wars. I was just like, man, since Rebels came out, we've had three seasons of The Mandalorian. We've had a Boba Fett TV show with with Tem, like an Obi Wan show. It's just we're just so spoiled with these amazing stories, and 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 now Ahsoka is part of it all, and it's I, it's cool. Oh, so another uh, prequel fun flashback thing is um in the second episode when they're in the hospital and Hera just shows up as a hologram and I can't ever get enough of just people talking to people but they're holograms and they're just hanging out in the room. Well, I couldn't believe they showed the wound too and just left the camera right on it. It's like ooh. But even like Ahsoka leaves and like Hera hologram just sticks around to talk more. There's a lot of Hera hologram. It's Star Wars magic. Yeah, people just talk to holograms. They're just in the room with you, hanging out. I like the, I'm not into politics. I'm a businessman guy on Corellia, too. It's like something straight out of Bad Batch, where it's like, well, now we're on Corellia, and we're talking to somebody who's still loyal to the Empire, you know? like. No, yeah, it really is just, it's the animated shows, but with real people. And there was something kind of so like comforting and refreshing about that, at least for me. I was like, this is nuts. I think I'm, I think I'm hallucinating because this new Star Wars cartoon looks like real people. <laughs> like, what if you, the like month after the Rebels finale ended and you were like, went into a coma and then you just woke up last week? <laughs> Wait, there's an actor playing Ezra. What does he look like? That looks pretty good. Okay. 
I'm in. Count me in. I'm, I'm glad I woke up, up from my coma <laughs> just in time. I'm into it. I, th- I think it's an interesting, promising start. I like where this show is going. It's a lot of mystery. It's, I don't know, like I said over and over, it's the old and the new that has me intrigued. When you're listening to this, you'll probably be able to listen to our recap for, I don't know, who knows how many more episodes. This will be really interesting for people in the future. They'll be able to listen to us as the show goes on. And will feelings change or something? I don't know. Well, yeah, if anything, it'll it'll be like we're on Netflix and, and the whole season just drops at once instead of having to wait wait once a week. You can, you can binge it. You can bin, binge it till you barf. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, by the end of the second episode, I am pumped up. I'm ready for next week. I'm ready to keep seeing what the, the different directors bring to it. It was cool in the second episode to see Steph Green kind of mix it up a little bit. Bring a little bit of her flavor to the to the show. I like to at the end of the second episode. It's the end of Rebels, right? Yeah. Oh no, no. I think you're right. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because she shows up in the in the hood and everything, and it's like, oh, now they're ready to go find Ezra. Because at the end of Rebels, there was that time jump, and it was just like, what? Now we're after Return of the Jedi. Whoa, that's crazy. And now it's like, that's where these stories are set. And that's kind of what they did right there. Yeah. Between these two episodes, you got the, you basically got the end of Rebels. Because at the, right, the first episode when she's up in the tower and she looks up at the ships coming in, the X-Wings and Ahsoka, it's kind of like, oh, wait, is that that part from the end of Rebels? And then, yeah, by the end of the second one, when she's there in the, with her giant hood. I love her hood. Is If she went to the movies, she could bring like an entire turkey into the theater in her hood and no one would know. There were times where she was walking in her hood where it looked like animated Ahsoka. Like when she had her hood up in Clone Wars or in Rebels. And I was just like, man, that looks spot on. Well, and, you know, at the end, Ahsoka's not in white and she doesn't have like her like crazy mystic staff and stuff. Yeah. But whatever. Well, it's... It's the the live action version. I don't know. Or we're crazy. And maybe that's not what happened. But yeah, I thought the same thing at that part when she's looking at the art and then Ahsoka shows up with the big hood to go on an adventure to find Ezra. To find Ezra Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't believe it. I'm happy to be here though. I'm happy we've made it this far. It's gonna be a fun ride. Episode three. Yeah, that's the thing. Like sometimes we do like, what do you think's gonna happen next week? Literally, I have no idea. Yeah. All I know is they have the, a ginormous hyperspace ring with, with, a, with a cockpit in it. Like, like what is that? It was huge. Are they going to put something in the ring to fly it through hyperspace? Or are they going to fly that in hyperspace to the other universe and bring back, like, Thrawn's broken ship by, like, attack, attaching it to the hyperspace ring? Like, are we going to see a Star Destroyer in a hyperspace ring? When Morgan Lisbeth is in like some luxury ship, looks like she's in like the the Halcyon or something, just chilling out. Yeah, and they've got to go so far. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the really I think wild thing with the story and exciting that it is almost like, oh, okay, so the galaxy far, far away, there is there we see it, and and Ezra and Thrawn are in a different galaxy 
even farther and farther away, which is something we really haven't gotten. I, you know what? I, I kept thinking in the back of my mind watching this. I wonder if we're going to get a bunch of Snoke people. Ooh, let's dream. Well, I mean, I don't know. Because we know Snoke now is a clone, but he had his big blue spooky freaky dudes and stuff. Like, there's definitely, and Snoke was hanging out maybe in the unknown regions. Like, maybe there's some giant weird freaky space people. I mean, it's, if we're going to start to get into it and the unknown regions and, you know, like the first order and stuff and what are they building on Corellia and all that stuff. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing that's just like wrapping my head around is like, we're watching this it's rebels two, but it's after return of the Jedi, but it's before force awakens. So it's like, we kind of know where some of this is going. Well, I'm thinking of the eventual Filoni super crossover movie with the big battle with the New Republic and everything. And how do like, what are the, the little seeds being planted here that eventually will lead to something that will eventually lead to the First Order? I don't know. It's exciting. Listen, that's the bottom line. It's exciting. It's a new Star Wars show. We are going to be back next week talking about the third episode, but chances are, like we said, you'll just be able to listen to that right now. So this is all kind of weird, but yeah, we're going to take these episodes and put them on cassette tapes and bury them in the backyard as a, as a time capsule. So we're going to send them out into space with the, with the whales. (laughs) We're going to put them in basketballs and, and hide them. The children of the Jedi Temple said these episodes were a fairy tale. They never really happened. So, all right, folks, you know the deal with the Apple Podcast. When you get done listening, go leave us a review over there so more people can find the show when they're looking for Star Wars Podcasts. Same with Spotify. Leave a five-star review over there, too. And check out our website, blastpointspodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're in our Super Chill group. If you want to support the show in a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. With the, By the time you're listening to this, hopefully we'll have some new stuff up on there. And thank you to everyone who is a part of that. That wraps up our look back at the first two episodes of Ahsoka, the show. Ahsoka, the tele Shoka, the TV Shoka, Ahsoka. <laughs> the only Shoka I like is Ahsoka. I'm all ashoka up after that. <laughs> Make sure you Ashoka up next week to hear us talk about Ahsoka. <laughs> so on that note, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you.